Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hello, Dad. We're actually doing this on a Sunday, which is amazing, but I changed the name of it. It's just called The Stir Up now because you're just a bit too random to do it on a Sunday. Oh, i got a lot to do. How was your visit to the club? Any any luck on the punt? Uh, not that shit. Well, you're leaving it a bit late because you'll be in bed soon. I'll buy some tickets home. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. Very good. Um, So we're going to kick off today with um, something that uh, I did last year and the response has been been great this year. It was even better. I got um, 89 responses in total to just a little fun thing I like to do, just an end of year awards. And, you know, I just have some categories people could... Um, you know, fill out as many as they like, but yeah, sort of just to get an idea of um, what people thought of 2023 and what are they looking forward to looking forward and um, also maybe some suggestions as well. I think it was the first podcast we did together last year where we went through all the responses and that, and yeah, it was um, really good to see what um, what people came up with. Um, just announcing first the winner of the Unison Straw, um, a.k.a. Kev, his kennel name is Kev. Um, a big thank you to Rod for, for donating that and also Arana Vet um, Clinic up there at Dubbo. Um, the winner of that was Mel Cleghorn, and she's um, very, very excited and, yeah, can't wait to uh, to use the straw on one of her bitches. And, yeah, if she heads up to Arana Vet there up at Dubbo, they'll... Um, They'll do a free insemination for her up there as well. So if anyone's sort of in that area and wants to, to use that vet clinic, um, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things um, from them up there. And, yeah, no, a big thanks to Rod for for donating the straw. And he's got a Facebook page, Unison at Stud. Um, he was a very, very good race dog. And, um, yeah, with sort of the way cost of living and that is at the moment, I think, um, you know, he's, a, he's obviously a, a great option to use for... If anyone wanted to tap into those bloodlines, so yeah, check out his Facebook page and um, get in contact with uh, with Rod. So, go looking through some categories. So probably the the first one we'll look at. Dad is the trainer of the year, and probably not much of a shock here that um, the majority of responses, quite a few, actually came for Queenslander Selena Zemmett, who of course took out the million dollar chase with uh, JSJ and. Herself and, and her husband, Mick, are just going from um, strength to strength up there. They've really put themselves, you know, they've always obviously been great trainers and had a great reputation, but I think that dog in particular and some of the other ones they've got coming through has just really put them on the map. Yeah, he, uh, it's marvellous how when you win a big race, everyone recognises you. They were always good, but, yeah, it just takes you to another level. Yep. Well, um, yeah, well said. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> sure, I hope we'll all win one day. So. <laughs> so does everyone, because we want to see your reaction. <laughs> I think it'll be worth waiting for. <laughs> oh, dear, they'll probably, the dogs will have to, um, the dog social media team will have to probably cut out a few a few things, but anyway, it'll be um it'll be interesting viewing. That's for sure. Um, some other some other popular responses. Um, Jack Smith, of course, he had that fantastic year with Palawa. King Michelle Sultana, who's 
um, you know, basically kicked off this year where she finished last year. Um, her team were on fire. Jason Thompson and uh, Jason Magri were, were a couple of the other popular responses along with Andy Lord. So, um, yeah, all of those kennels for anyone that, you know, is looking to follow a kennel, um, all those trainers are definitely um, worth following and had great success last year and no doubt, um, yeah, we'll roll and um, have the same this year. Um, a new category I introduced was who's your most improved trainer of the year and there was a lot of different responses to this question. There was actually um, a three, was it a three-way tie? Yeah, so we had um, we had Jay um, Opatea, who, of course, got a win last night at Wentworth Park. He's, um, he's recently taken the care of talented chaser Go Bears. Um, he got a lot of, um, a lot of votes. Um, we also had Joe McFadden, who, of course, uh, made a stack of group races last year and took out the Maitland Cup with Nengar Jim, who actually returns to Maitland tomorrow night. So, um, yeah, make sure you keep an eye on that race. Um, Jess Fothergill, who had a, a brilliant year, particularly the back end of the year with the likes of um, Scorching Boy and Agent Chevrolet, who is up to 10 wins in a row. So uh, she had a brilliant year as well. And um, yeah, like you were saying before, Dad, it's amazing what one dog can do for you. And I think Oh, probably in Jess's case, I think, you know, scorching boy at Asian Chevrolet, <laughs> she said, you know, she said, I've never been so popular in my life. She said, everyone sort of just, you know, wants to know me and wants to talk to me now. And um, yeah, that's sort of a, a case of what's happened with her. Yeah, that's exactly right. I have that trouble too, so. Yeah. Uh, who, put, who put you on the map? I'm not real sure yet, but. Uh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't be shy. Come and introduce yourself to me. But yeah, no, you only got to get one dog on the map, and that's like anything you're a footballer or any sport, and then put you up on the pedestal there, and everyone wants to know you. So yeah, good. A scorching boy is a great dog. He's he uh, yeah, he certainly is going well for her. And yeah, all the ones you mentioned, yeah, they're all up there with the best of them now. Yep. Yeah, it's um one thing I have noticed is, you know, sort of like when I followed the sport when I was younger, you probably had maybe a handful, so like four or five trainers that were like the top echelon and then, you know, it, it sort of was like a distant gap to the to rest of everyone else. But now you just see so many just little trainers um, making all these group finals and winning them. You don't necessarily have to, you know, be a full-time trainer or have, you know, these big uh, amazing facilities um, to make it big. Like all of these little sort of, you know, backyard country trainers are starting to, you know, mix it up with the bigger ones. And that's what... Uh, it makes the sport so exciting because uh, the little trainer can just get that one dog, you know, uh, that gentleman from, was it Grafton or Queensland that had that real good stayer? I can't think of his name now. But, yeah, it just puts you on the map. You come from nowhere to be famous and, yeah, it's, it's, that's what I mean. You only need that one good dog. People like a lot more than one, but hey, it's just, and that's why everyone keeps trying because they want that one good dog to put them on the map, and certainly everyone will recognise you then. Yep, no, for sure. It, um, you yeah, know, it's uh, there were so many. I think um, first time trainers, um, 
yeah, first-time trainers last year that sort of won their very first feature race or group race or made a f feature race. And I know, like, Joe and Jess, um, you know, it was their first time making group races. Joe obviously won his first group race. And, you know, they're just two examples of, you know, numerous we could name across Australia. So, yeah, no, it, um, it's definitely exciting moving into this year. And I've got no doubt we'll, um, you know, we saw plenty of upsets, particularly, you know, dogs making group finals last year. Um, I think it's going to be no different this year. I think there's going to be, you know, plenty of, um, plenty of surprises and plenty of upsets, which, like you said, um, you know, it sort of just gives you hope, really. You sort of... You know, sometimes you can think, oh, how can I, you know, mix it with these, um, with these top trainers? But when that happens, you think, well, you know, it, it can happen to me. Yeah, exactly right. And you hear it in the horse game a lot. A uh, little trainer gets a good horse, you know, uh, like take over target and all them, you know, unbelievable stories. And everyone lives on the dream. Yeah, $1,200 horse. Like, you know, I obviously don't follow horse racing super closely, but I think most people know that story. But when you pay $1,200 for a horse, I mean, you barely get a dog, a race dog for that sort of money, and he paid it for a horse. You know, it's probably the last thing you would imagine he'd come out. and Didn't he win overseas as well for him? Yeah, exactly right. And he was a taxi driver, and $1,200 just about took his wages and his driver and and uh yeah he bought him and you know you don't have to buy a million dollar horse or a dog to win a race you know it's it's just that's where it levels out because you can you know, have a dog in the paddock that comes out and wins everything and you buy a million dollar dog that can't hobble yeah you know? it's uh it's just the excitement of it and just hopefully that you get the one, you know, and when you hear the stories, that's what you you live on because you hope it's you one day that they're talking about. Something that was common with just thinking back to the podcasts I did um, throughout the year and it was, you know, people that, um, you know, won a lot of group races and I did some with people, you know, it was their first feature race and I think pretty much all of them said um, that, you know, they said I can only hope that everybody um, gets a chance to experience this feeling because um, they said, you know, you, you can think about it and dream about it but when it actually happens it's just yeah like words can't describe it and yeah one thing i did notice is they said i hope everyone gets to experience it which is really good yeah well that makes them get up in the morning to do their work with the dogs or horses it uh gives you know, like you don't sleep after you do get a winner or that and uh, as we said before when you drive home from sydney and you got a winner you drive to Melbourne, but when you drive home with a loser, it's a long way. <laughs> yeah, don't dishearten people too much. It's not too bad if you're driving home from from Wenny with a dog in. You know you've done all right to get it to that to that and track. Hey, <laughs> long as you bring them home safe, that's the main thing. Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, that's a good way. Speaking of Wentworth Park, that was um, that was voted the most favourite um, track by people, and that's you know from a visiting perspective, a punning perspective. So, um, yeah, no, that's um, that's great to see. I, I'm not sure what's uh, happening with Wenny. I, you know, obviously I heard that you know they were going to possibly try and you know keep it and um, extend the lease rather than having to start somewhere else but yeah I, I haven't really heard of anything else as yet but hopefully that's the case because it's a you know I know 
um, you know, I know some people say in the traffic and stuff to get there, which I agree with, but, you know, it's it's got a lot of history there and, you know, it's a great, uh, great facility and great track and, yeah, it'd be a shame to see it go, but we'll see what happens there. Um, it uh, received a couple more votes ahead of Sandown Park. Um, again, I've said this many times, I've been told by people that Sandown Park is just a place you have to visit. They said it's sort of like the... The pinnacle of greyhound racing um in terms of facilities and yeah i've seen plenty of photos and that and um if the you know obviously photos sometimes don't do places justice but the photos of uh sandown park look phenomenal and i'm sure on your bucket list dad oh sure if they sent me an invitation i'll, I'll go down no worries at all well you have been sent an invitation so the things just gone wrong but yeah <laughs> I've got a feeling Melbourne Cup this year, you'll be down there. Yeah, and I must admit, the uh, I get I harp on about this, but since they brought the double hairs the hair back at Wendy and Sandy and everywhere else, racing's a lot better. Well, it's been in Victoria for a while. Um, yeah. It's just sort of now it's coming in back up here. And you made mention to me last night that you've seen it at a few more tracks across New South Wales. Yeah, I've seen different tracks uh, implementing it, and uh, I was at the gardens last night, and uh, the grey hairs and the white tail fluffing around it, yeah, it just it makes a difference. It's a no-brainer, so I don't know what's taken so long for every track to get it. And I like to see the trials too. They put the old mop on the trials. <laughs> they, should, they should run double hair all the time. Yep, yep. No, very well said. Um, who I asked people who do they feel was the best sire last year? Um, probably no surprises once again. Fernando Bar was the the clear winner. Um, but you know, sort of in recent years, he's kind of been you know the most popular um, vote or you know pe who people think's been the best sire by a long way. But um, it was a lot closer this time. Um, Tommy Shelby wasn't too far behind him. Feral Frankie wasn't too far behind him. Bernardo and Aussie Infrared also received um, lots of votes. So you can see, Dad, that it's starting to, to shift a little bit with all of these new sides coming through and having good success. I've never seen uh, so many different sides that are having success and equaling out, you know. Big races there, Bernardo, Frankie, all of them, um, they're all equaling out, they're all soaring big group winners and that and yeah it's I haven't I know Fernando Bale's a dominant side but the other ones are certainly going up the steps towards him there's no doubt about it and they're equal you know you can be confident in going to any of them yeah, that's right, that's right. And, you know, sort of like a, a good spread of fees too, like, you know, obviously, you know, rightly so, Fernando should be 9900 but, you know, respectively, a lot of people can't afford that, so they sort of look to sons of his and that's where you you see the likes of Tommy Shelby, etc., um, starting to get more, um, more bitches. Yeah, exactly right. And, uh, you know, Aston Ruby's coming through and all them now and... Uh, yeah, people people aren't lined up to get to Fernando, which is he's like he's the top of the list, of course. But people can be confident going to other stud dogs now, because they're all throwing winners and group winners. You yep. know, there's not being out all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and not to forget, obviously, the the mums. They all do a, an amazing job. You know, they do, all, in my opinion, they do all the hard work. They warp them and look after them in those um, vital early stages. And um, the favourite one, oh, who do you feel has been the best dam in 2023? Um, Miss America was um, voted... Uh, as the most popular by people and for anyone that doesn't know um, she's currently only got one litter on the ground racing but um, I mean you look through them you've got electrified, solidified, runway to Mars, um, obstro, obstro palace if you say, obstropolis if you say it like that. Dad you would know how to pronounce that. <laughs> <To me. laughs> Fortified Mac and Navy Blue Buzz um, from her Aussie Infrared Litter. So the whole litter have got a, a phenomenal strike rate. Um, Electrified is probably the one most people know of. He's won 27 races from 53 starts and over 350000 in prize money. So she's been a, a sensational mum. And I'm pretty sure, oh, I can't think off the top of my head, but I know she's got another litter coming through at the moment. Um, she's, uh, she's owned by Chris, uh, Crystal and Steve Shinners over there in WA. And, um, again, another two fantastic trainers who do a great job over there and, you know, breed a, um, a lot of their own. And yeah, no, she's, um, she's been a, a top, um, top broody for them and no doubt will, um, will continue to do so. Some of the other, um, responses, um, Sh uh, Shiloh, the, the bitch from, uh, Queensland, she's, um, She's always been uh, been quite popular and obviously, you know, has thrown some really, really good pups um, as well. Um, probably, I'm thinking, you know, Carton of Bear. <laughs> you know, one I follow just because he's got such a good name um, is one of hers, but I'm just trying to get my thing up so I can steer people into who exactly she has thrown. Um, she's owned by Brent Klein, um, who's got his own Facebook page if anyone wants to um, follow him, Brent Klein Racing. Um, Ishirava, Cobblepot, Bat Sign, Hit the Switch, Cash on Delivery, Hooked on Fame. Um, all of those dogs have, have come from her, so that's, um, you know, no surprises why she received um, so many votes. And uh, Good Odds Megan, of course, um, Frank and Tracy Hurst, great bitch, um, who, you know, produced Good Odds Cobber. She's, um, she received a few, uh, a few votes as, as well. And um, Kiloa, um, uh, the mum of uh, JSJ. So, yeah, no, plenty of um, plenty of good uh, good broodies in there, Dad. And yeah, was there? I forgot to ask you as well. Did you? Uh, who do you feel was the best sire last year? And you know, do you have a favourite broody that you like to follow? Oh, not really, because uh, I like seeing the young sires get the winners, uh, like Bernardo. Beast Unleashed is going real good at the moment. You just love He's an underdog. Yeah, he's throwing. Uh, He's throwing good dogs, you know, it comes, and the bitch, like, when the wheel is bred and the hellerins and all that, they breed from the bitches and the line gets going and more or less you can take them to any of the sort of top dogs and they'll, they'll throw something. In the old days, Billy Barnett and all them had their lines, uh, and uh, like Nolene, Elway and that, and Caroline and all that, they have their lines that they constantly throw winners. And, uh, yeah, once they get that nice line through the brood bitch and their daughters, yes, it just continues on. Yeah. And it 
it goes right down the track and you can see the old brood bitches, their daughters throw winners, then they keep going down and down. And that's why um, the wheelers and that, they used to get a litter of pups and all of a sudden there would be one or two bitches that wouldn't race out of the litter because they'd just keep them, especially for breeding, to keep the line going. Once you get that good broody, you just got to, um, yeah, you got to hang on to them for dear life, I think. <laughs> oh, exactly right. And they don't have to be a champion brood bitch either. I, I know a lot of bitches, uh, you know, as Magella and, and like Mount Barry and all that, the bitches that couldn't really hobble, but they had that breeding and they just threw dogs and and they threw good dogs every litter. It wouldn't matter whether you took them to the cattle dog. Yeah, they just they just threw winners, you know. It was just just in the line of breeding, and that's the thing. The bitch doesn't have to be a champion to throw a good, good, uh, good dog. Yep, yep. And yeah, people should remember that. Don't be scared to buy buy something out of it that's it's not a champion. A champion won't always throw a champion. Yep. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. And it's the same in horses, like winks might never throw a thing that can hobble, you know? Yeah. It's just the way it is. And, but once you get that line going, I remember Billy Barnett from Singleton and like all the old people remember Billy and he had the line and just threw winner after winner. If he walked out and track with a dog, you knew it could gallop because it was from his line, you know? Yep. Yeah, and definitely. Everyone liked lined up to buy his pups yep no um very true uh who has been who asked people who they thought was the greyhound of the year in 2023 and probably no surprise a huge majority of votes come for jsj um you know obviously dominated up there in queensland million dollar chase winner um and he's uh in the final of the i think it's called the gold boy and up there at albion park on i'm pretty sure it's thursday um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for him up there. Um, not too far behind, he also received a stack of votes with Palawa King. Um, he had a fabulous um, year for, for Jack Smith and Marie Smith there. Um, you know, obviously sort of travelled um, here, there and everywhere and um, Jack and Marie took him everywhere. But, you know, you got to give it to him, Dad. He, he delivered no matter where he went. Like he, you know, won, won in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria. Like he was just, um, yeah, he was phenomenal. And probably the the thing too that's even more impressive he did it over the distance he didn't just travel and you know win a short course race he was winning distance races which you know it's hard to do when you you travel but he got the job done on many occasion yeah Palomar King would have got my vote that's not being biased either but yes it he is won, <laughs> he, he won 500 600 700 you know and when people doubt him he just delivered again, you know, like, I think it was the Meadows, was it? Everyone rode him off. He won the, the national distance title down there. He won, oh, I can't remember the name of it, the one he won up in Queensland. Um, yeah. You know, then he obviously won all the races in New South Wales. And, yeah, I think he's won, what is it, three group ones now, three or four group ones? Yeah, a dog to come around, come out and run 20 on five at Wendy, and then he goes up and wins a 7 10 at uh, seven was it thirty one or whatever it is at the Meadows, you know. Yep. It's just uh it's just a fantastic taster and a versatile dog and Jack Smith said he's just 
you know, he's one out of the bunch. He's just a great dog, you know. Yep. I met run over all distances, you know. And I um I had the pleasure of catching him as well at the gardens when he um run in the seven fifteen final and you know probably you can make a case for he you know could have won that race but you know he still ran a great race to run third and that and yeah he's um he's a lovely big dog and you know no doubt he's in for another big year this year yeah like every time he went around whether he got won or got beat you knew he was trying 100 percent he luck played a big part because he used to miss the kick a lot but uh Same, but he caught me eye all the time when he went around, you know. Yep. He, he could do anything. Yeah. And, and um, there was an old, that uh, little white girl, the Days of Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she a little beauty? Oh, she was just magnificent. She was a know? beauty. I love watching her race. So you're going to fork out some money to buy one of her pups for me? or? Yeah, no, it was just hearts in the mouth. All the time when she raced with us, she got the runs or she didn't get the runs, you know. Just phenomenal what to run, and that's what brings people to the sport. It's just just exciting uh, to see them race, whether they're a front runner or a back marker, you know. Yeah. That's what's yeah, no, it was um no, she was um she was terrific to watch and if anyone hasn't heard of her, um, you know, definitely go and look up her replays where she won because you'll be watching them going, Oh, they've got the result wrong here, she didn't win this and then all of a sudden she just comes from nowhere, the little white wonder and yeah, no, she was an absolute beauty and yeah, definitely worth looking up if you haven't um haven't had the chance to see her race. Um, some other ones who who uh, got uh, quite a few votes was Big Energy. Um, you know, I I think at one point in time, Dad, for you know, a couple of months there, he was he was arguably the best dog in Australia. You know, I'm I'm sure. Um, you know, he's still up there. I'm not saying he's um he's not. He just uh yeah, what he was doing down there at Sandown and that break in 29, as everyone knows, is not an easy thing to do. And and he did it. And um yeah, along with Wow, she's fast. She polled a lot of votes as well. And She's unfortunately retired and and heading for the breeding barn, but um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, really exciting to yeah, it was exciting time for Kel and Jackie to have big energy and sort of wow, she's fast at the same time because they were you know arguably two of the best dogs in Australia and um, Kelsey Bale also polled quite well and she's in pup at the moment to Fernando Bale, which is quite exciting. Yeah, imagine walking out of your back door and looking in kennels and you got big. <laughs> Well, Bass and Victor Damien sitting there, you'd think you won Lotto straight away, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be un- that'd be unreal if he'd that nervous. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could handle it, to be honest. <laughs> they go, no. Sleep on back all night. Yeah, they go, where's your dad? Oh, he's just sitting there watching the dogs. He's got binoculars and stuff. <laughs> And like all the top trainers, they probably take him in their stride now, but you walk out and you see dogs of that caliber just sitting in their kennel, you think, you know, unbelievable, you know. But it's not like any dog, you just walk out, any dog that you got in your kennel you love, you know, but 
yeah, just them three sitting there. You'd think, <laughs> yeah, not not uh, not a bad trio, that's for sure. I mean, you know, and obviously it's a, it's a it's a bit sad now because you've got you know where she's fast is obviously retired. Victor Damien's retired, so they're sort of just um just left with big energy. I'm sure you know they'll have no trouble getting um getting other good dogs as well. But um yeah, no, I'm excited to see Victor Damien go to stud and. And hopefully he goes well, and I've got no doubt, Dad, you'll um you'll be putting your hand up to buy one of his straws. Yeah, right, but that's how quick it can happen. That's one week you're the top of the thing, and next thing you're just looking down, hoping that everything turns out all right. Yep, yep. Say that again. One minute you're looking up, and then you're looking down. Right. I was going to use the verse. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the, you can do you're, it. You're in the penthouse, next thing you're in the shit house. Yeah, there we go, that's good. <laughs> I didn't look. Oh, actually, before I get forget, before I go on to the next topic, I have to, um, I've told a couple of people this, I said I've got a good story about um, about a teaser. Um, so, I'll, long story short, so um, Sean was kind enough to buy Dad a teaser and, you know, everyone knows what you're like now, Dad. You would prefer something Greyhound-related as a present compared to anything else. So, brought this nice big teaser home. It's got, you know, the tassels and stuff off the end. It's got the noise thing inside it and whatever. Rocked up to the front door and I've... I wasn't even thinking really and I've just handed it to mum thinking she knew what it was and she sort of held it out as if to say what the hell's this thing and she took it in and she must have sat it on your kitchen bench and I you're in the shower and I said oh where's the teaser and I went inside and got it and you've come out and your eyes are just like lit up and that you're like oh well because it's a nice for anyone you know knowing what a teaser it's a nice big blue one with all the tassels and stuff on it makes a noise so dad's just like a kid at Christmas shaking it around and trying to rustle up my cats which I didn't appreciate because they didn't sleep real well that night they were all freaked out and whatever um but anyway and <laughs> mum come up to me and she goes what the fuck is that thing <laughs> i did said thought she knew what it was and you're like oh <laughs> i'm putting it under the bed and <laughs> mum's like you are not taking that thing anywhere near our bedroom <laughs> i'm taking it to bed to sleep <laughs> She, um, how many times did you shake it around the next day? She said all I heard was that him shaking that friggin' teaser. She, uh, no, well, she didn't say teaser. She said that friggin' thing that you got him. She said, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Put away. Now. Oh, just the way she said it. Just the way she come up and said, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> oh, it was very good. It was very good. It's, um... Yeah, it's funny how we just talk dogs 24-7 and poor mum still has no idea what we're talking about half the time, I don't think. She's getting better. She is getting better. She's starting, she's getting, she's getting good with the times. Like if something runs quick, she goes, oh, that's a quick run. So she's starting to get, to get her knowledge up on the times and that, which is, um, which is really good. So yeah, no, nah, it's good. Um, who has been the best young participant in 2023? Um, we had a couple of close, uh, close winners of this. Holly Taylor, um, young girl from up, um, North Country and speaking of, um, Go Bears, that's obviously, you know, herself and, um, 
her mum and, and Ron Ulrich are all um, in on Go Bears and, you know, she does a, a great job with, you know, driving around and, you know, not just helping out a, a mum and a pop, but, you know, I see her handling for, for Nathan and Leanne Goodwin as well and, you know, no matter where she is, she's always willing to, to help people out. So, yeah, no surprises that um, that she's got the the most votes for young person of the year and you know I've got no doubt she's going to make a good trainer in her uh, her own right one day um not too far behind her was young uh Zach Shoesmith so he's a, a young guy him and his sister Taylor I've done a couple of posts on it was actually her birthday last week um so happy birthday Taylor they um they love uh you know going to the track with um with Ann Foley and you know Zach's um become quite a confident handler and Taylor likewise a catcher and you know um I've been sort of told that you know they're both quite um you know can be quite uh shy and you know a bit nervous and that sort of thing but since they've got their handlers licenses it's really um sort of helped them gain confidence and and sort of brought them out of their um, shells a little bit, which is great. And um, Jay Opatea, who we mentioned before, Dad's got, um, you know, some pretty handy dogs in his kennel. Now he's got Go Bears and, and Agla Lua, et cetera. Um, you know, he, um, yeah, he got plenty of votes too. So, you know, we've got, um, you know, obviously while we've got great trainers and that currently, I think, you know, looking at some of those names and particularly, you know, the ones I just mentioned, um, there's plenty of good young people coming through. Exactly right, and uh, at all, they're, they're doing the hard yards, that's the thing, and uh, you'll reap the rewards, hopefully, in the end, you know, that's that's all you, everyone looks for that star at the end of the lot, at the end of the tunnel, the, that one good dog that gets you on the road, yeah. and, uh, and you talk to any top trainer, that's what they're all hunting for, and when you get it, as Cal Greeno told us that night, we were talking to him. He was living in the caravan with dogs and everything, <laughs> you know. And everyone says, "Oh, Cal Greeno, he's he, look at what he's got. He's it wasn't like that all the time." Yeah, exactly. And you know, obviously, my my chat with Jan Wheel a similar thing. You know, herself and Paul were living in a shed for. Uh, you know, she said we were just living in a little shed for eight years, and you know, all the money and the focus went went on the dogs. That's right. If they didn't get results, they were out. You know, they yep. were in the gutter, and 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 uh, oh, there's plenty of people I can name in the old days exactly like it. You know, dogs in their backyard just hoping to win a race to feed the family. Yep. And they the dogs were eating steak and they were eating sausages. <laughs> you know. Yep. And that's the way. But yeah, everyone's got the dream, and that's if everyone didn't have the dream. There wouldn't be any races because people would just say, oh, I'm not doing it, you know, but everyone's got the dream of uh, getting the top notcher and, uh, yeah, that's what keeps them going for sure. I don't want to sound harsh, but that's sort of the way it's got to be. Like if you talk to anyone, they're like, your dogs have got to come first. They're like, you don't go on holidays or you know, go to, you know, um, celebrations and all the rest of it. If you do, it's it's very, very rare. They're like, if you want to be successful, you've got to dedicate your life to it. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah. Like, I know some trainers I know, and I won't name them, of course. They've got in the limelight. And, yeah, the limelight took over their, their uh, training, you know. And they're not here now. They're not training anymore because they've just gone the wrong way. Yep. Happens in all sport. 
football, horses, everything. Uh, the bright lights get them, and they forget where it's actually come from. And it's uh, you still got to go to work to do to get paid. So, and that's what everyone forgets. It's not all cheese, uh, not all champagne and caviar. <laughs> you don't like caviar, so I don't know why you said that. <laughs> I had to think about it. Yeah, I know. I know you. You had to think about a lot of your answers. <laughs> With no caviar and champagne. Yeah. You thought anyone that's uh, in the game doesn't know it's Pedro Gogliani or, or a bloke out and more retraining. You still got to get up in the morning and do the hard yards. Yep. I, when people say to me that, you know, they're keen to, to take out their trainer's license or, you know, handler's license to become a, a kennel kennel hand or whatever I said you know I said you just have to really want it I said you know there's no days off I said even Christmas day I said people are still you know doing their dogs I said you just you have to want it that bad I said you can't sort of just be half in half out I said if you want it bad enough you'll do it but I said if you don't want it bad enough I said just become an owner or you know a shareholder or or something like that because I said you you won't succeed and you'll just be disappointed all the time and yeah so you just and you know you talk to every trainer I think what um what Daryl Thomas's mum Daryl and said after um their dog I can't even remember the name of the dog I'm just really tired that made the group one uh, national derby and run second was it never you never lose is that his name the fellow that runs second from box eight, I think that's his name. Sorry, Michelle, if I've got that wrong. But just something that stuck with me with what um, her mum said, you know, they said to her, um, oh, you know, um, Michelle and Daryl obviously, you know, do a lot of hard work and she's just like, look, they, they just dedicate their life to it from the time they wake up in the morning to the time they go to bed. All they do is work and she said that's why they get the rewards that they do. And, yeah, it's just... It's just something that, you know, has stuck with me for a couple of weeks and she's 100% spot on. Yes. It's not just you get up and you feed them and go back to bed or whatever you do. There's other things to be done all through the day and then it starts all night. Then if you're racing, it starts all night again. So, yeah, it's like I was with my uncle for years since I was 12 and we um, through years and years and years, we never had good dogs. We were just happy to get to the races, you know, we'd trial, we'd do the pups and all this sort of stuff and you'd try, you'd have six or eight dogs in the kennel and no one racing, but you were just hoping that you'd get one to race, even as a single little muscle rook, you'd light up and say, oh, we're going to the races tonight, at least we got one of the races, but this was seven days a week, you know, yeah. it wasn't just a one hour or more than one hour a night. It was, and then you got to treat them for injuries. You got to look after pups, feed them, uh, like worm them, and all this, and muck around with them, and then off. And in them days, you went to work. Yeah. They come home and do it all again. You go to bed at nine o'clock at night, and and you're buggered, and the uh, alarm bell rings at four o'clock to get up and do them before you go to work again. Yeah. Yeah, I never, like, I sort of forgot how much work was involved till I started going down to Sean's and now I, I sort of come home for a break because, you know, it is, you know, it is a lot. I forgot how much 
work it is like we've only ever had a couple of dogs at a time and you know he's got what 30 odd and it is it's just all you're doing all day is just you know you're either out there letting them out or he's out there cleaning kennels or you're taking them to the vets or you're taking them trolling or or whatever and yeah no it is a lot of work yeah well, for the person person that does have to go to work to feed the dogs um yeah yeah like you have a hard day at work and then you got turn around and come home and do the dog at night you walk in the back door you have a tea and, and she's lights out yeah and it starts all again and it's 365 days a year exactly right christmas christmas day Easter is no different to any other day yep yep so yeah you just have to really want it you have to really really want it otherwise just yeah like i said just become an owner <laughs> or a punter when you get winners of course uh Oh, it's so worth it, yeah. When you get that good dog uh, or dogs or handy dogs, you know, uh, it just puts that spring in your step. You walk out the back door and you go down the kennels and you ride as a button, you know, but uh, it's not always like that. But uh, hopefully for everyone it is, and me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as long as you enjoy it, that's the main yeah. thing. As long as the dogs are safe and well looked after, that's the main thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, I asked the question, what's one goal you achieved in 2023? And obviously, you know, there was a plethora of different answers here, so I'll just... um. I'll just run through a couple. Um, a lot of people said they bred their first litter in 2023, which was great. Um, some people said they won their first group race. They won their first race as a trainer. Um, they brought their first dog. They brought their first property. Um, they attended a big race. Um, a couple of people said they reached 50 wins as a trainer. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They brought their first dog as an owner, made their first feature race, won their first race at, um, at a city track. Someone said stay. They stayed off alcohol for a year. <laughs> that uh, definitely wasn't your answer. <laughs> uh, my answer would have been I backed a winner. <laughs> a winner. <laughs> a. Oh god. Um. Someone said that they bred a city winner. Um. They owned a group winner. Um, yeah, and it was quite the probably the most popular response was that people um, either bred their first litter or took out their trainer's license. So yeah, that was um, that was really good to see. And then sort of um, you know to tie in with that, I said, what's one goal you have for for this year in twenty twenty four? Someone said, oh, a lot of people said they'd like to train more winners. Um, yep, wouldn't we all? <laughs> um make a feature race win their first city race um to breed breed another litter um to buy a property um to box um their first winner to catch their first winner um breed their first winner um to own more dogs uh yeah so again lots of um lots of different answers there and yeah i can only wish um i can only wish everyone the best of luck and you know if you if you don't have goals you sort of sometimes you can plateau a little bit so i i said to um you know i encourage anyone that did put a response there you know maybe just put that goal in your phone or something obviously i'll i've got all these on record so i'll keep them and yeah i'm sort of you know this time next year happy to share them and Hopefully, um, hopefully everyone achieves what um, what they set out to do in this year. Um, 
probably my goal is, you know, in 12 months I'd like to be sitting here um, hopefully having handled my first winner at Wenny or caught my first winner at Wenny because I haven't even done that. Um, probably still sitting here doing these podcasts with you, Dad, which means we're both still alive, which that'd be a good start. Well, that'd be a big asset. <laughs> you know. So, that'd, yeah. That'd be a big asset, but uh, uh, everyone's got to have goals. What's yours for this year? Oh, I'd like to handle a few more winners. I'd like me pups to break in good and show stuff. I, I just like all my dogs to be healthy and fit. And, uh, yeah, and all the people too, to be healthy and fit, all the trainers and owners and everyone around. You know, that's the main thing. Yep. Yep, no, well said. Um, and the, uh, yeah, I've got a few more here, but I said to people, what improvement would you like to see in the industry this year? And I think, you know, it's no big surprise here that people said they'd like something done about rehoming, um, you know, which we've obviously spoke about before and it's, um, yeah, become become quite an issue, uh, unfortunately. Um, a popular response as well was um, they people said that they'd like to see, um, you know, the industry regulators take a, a more stronger stance against antis in particular, what gets published um, out in mainstream media and social media. I just know, obviously, from my standpoint, you know, I deal with antis on a daily basis. Um, well, I don't deal with them, sorry. I just I just block them or delete their comments or whatever. I just don't engage with them, um, which is the easiest way. And it's funny, you know, I'm probably going to curse myself here, but doing it like that, I've seen such a significant drop in the number that message me because I think they realise, oh, we're not going to get a response out of her. Why Why are we, are we bothering? And that's exactly right. All I'm going to do is, is block you and delete you. So it's pretty pointless on your part if you you put your effort maybe into something a bit more um productive um that'd be great but yeah don't even bother messaging yeah. me and that <laughs> i think they're just a waste of oxygen myself <laughs> yeah how, how about they go and get a real job and and start working instead of uh wasting all the being keyboard warriors well, how about that if they, you know, I, I, when I used to engage with them, I said, listen, if you put your efforts into to helping with the rehoming um, aspects of things, I said, that'd be great. I said, rather than just slandering us and slandering everybody, um, which is a complete waste of time, um, because I said, you're not, you know, like, could you imagine one of them walking up to a top trainer and, you know, giving them a godful or something, do you think it's going to make them change their mind and go, oh, geez, I'm not going to be a trainer anymore? Like, it's a complete waste of time. These Andys, they're, they're professional Andys. They do it, whether all sports or thing, they just walk around making trouble. And uh, and they don't know how the Australian history is, what went on years back. They just, yeah, don't get me started. They're just <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, they should, oh. they should get a job and go and do something that's worthwhile instead of being a, a beat wit. A what? Sorry, I just blocked that out. Beat. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, what's a beat wit? No, I won't swear on the 
Oh, very good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I know from a Grand Race in New South Wales perspective, um, you know, if you do have significant issues with someone, you know, abusing you and slandering you and, and all the rest of it and harassing you, um, they do have... Um, you know, some legal assistance and, you know, people that can help you. So you can just get in contact with them um, and they can aid you in that perspective. So, yeah, don't feel like you've got to just cop their crap. Um, if somebody's being or a group's being really bad towards you um, and affecting you, yeah, make sure you give Grand Race New South Wales a call because they do have resources to help you. I'm not sure about the other governing bodies. I mean, just, you know, feel free to give them a call and ask. I'm sure, you know, they'd be more than willing to help out. But I do know from a Grand Race in New South Wales perspective, they do have specific resources in, in place for that. So, yeah, you don't have to cop their crap, especially the young ones. That, you know, I don't like it happening to anyone, but it really shits me when I get young people message me saying, do you know this person? Um, they're posting my pictures on their anti-racing page or they're harassing me via messenger or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's a real shit go from, from them. Um, you know, just leave the bloody young ones alone. Like they're, they're just, they're having a good time. They're having fun. You know, they, they're looking after the dogs and stuff, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a shit go from them. So I, I, anyone that's having fun or, or enjoying themselves, of course they can't, they're just, yeah, it's just disgraceful the way it's gone. Yeah. But anyway, I said, you know, and the only way we're going to, um, you know, we're sort of going to silence them. I said, you know, no good going and abusing them and stuff because I said that's what they want. They just want a reaction out of you. I said, that, I don't know, they get off on it or something. I said the best thing we can do is just make sure that, you know, everybody's doing the right thing. We're, you know, reporting anyone that's not doing the right thing, getting them out of the industry, um, you know, stick, you know, doing the right thing by everyone, especially the dogs. And I said they'll have no reason then to, to arc up and carry on. So that's the best defence mechanism that we've got against these people. Yeah, they're just, yeah. It's just so odd, isn't it? Oh, it's getting worse. It, it, yeah, and it's not just ground racing. It is society no. in general. <laughs> Everything, I talk to blokes in Rodaz, I talk to horse racing fellas, talk to everything. It's exactly right. We only discuss the greyhounds, it's in everything. Yeah, yeah, everybody is sort of, anybody that they're has... All, they're all do-gooders. But it's not even necessarily animals. I mean, it's anybody, well, really, it's anybody that has anything to do with anything. There's always someone that opposes it and that, so... Yeah, we're just um, we're kind of a small drop in the ocean, I think. Well, uh, you know, if they're not. One bloke said the other day, a lettuce has feelings. I said, oh, you got to be joking. I've heard it all now. Was he on the? Um, he must have been on something, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Anyway. Couldn't be, couldn't be that stupid. <laughs> Anyway, on to more positive things. Um, some of the other responses were, this is probably your answer, Dad. If not, you'll agree with this answer. Um, double um, Lua introduced to all tracks, obviously, which we said is, is um, happening. <laughs> um, uh, rehoming. Um, blood and hair testing for all winners. That was quite a popular response as well. I did see it came in during the Million Dollar Chase series. I'm not sure if there's any other plans to bring it in. Oh, obviously, we're just talking from a New South Wales perspective. I'm not sure if there's any plans to bring it in um, 
and across any other series but yeah that um that was quite a popular response and yeah most of the um most of the responses were just about you know um improving track safety cleaning up um you know cleaning up the industry in terms of you know harsher penalties for for people that you know not necessarily people that you know have you know when people have I don't know the best way to describe it when when they have a positive swab but it's just over the limit um and you know you can obviously tell it's been done through something of you know some sort of contamination or whatever but harsher penalties for the people that you know are genuinely cheating so if that's the best way I can describe it they should use the discretion in a lot of cases you know yeah it's like you get in food you get in meat you get in all yeah. that so and levels they yeah. use questions, so they, they know it. they haven't done it deliberately. Yep, yep. It's things that happen, and they should uh, take that into account and use a common sense of, uh, approach to all this sort of and judge every case individually. Yep, yep. Not, not, not a broad spectrum, just uh, judge every case individually and take into account what's happened. Yep, yep. So yeah, that was um that was quite a popular one, and a lot of people said that you know they'd like to see um prize money go up. That wasn't really from a New South Wales perspective. Um, South Australia had quite a, a lot of popular um you know they'd like to see increased prize money. Um, people said they'd like a new grading system. Um, live box draws for New South Wales was quite a popular response as well. Um, I know they do it in Victoria and Queensland. I'm not sure about any of the other states, but it's fascinating to watch. Like it is. If anything, you know, for for transparency purposes, obviously it's you know it's great, but it is so it, it's really good to watch, and I could only imagine how exciting it is if you've got a dog. You know, I can only imagine how disappointing it is if you if it <laughs> if, if, it's, drew yeah, if it's five or six, you go oh crap, turning this <laughs> off. But Bruno had to drag himself across the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You never seen a man. Oh dear, oh dear. Even I felt bad. <laughs> I know I feel so sorry for some people sometimes with box drawers, but anyway. So yeah, there was some great responses there, and um, you know that's yeah that's sort of what we're about. We like to chat about you know things that um, people speak to us about, but you know we might um, you know obviously like I said I've got this data saved. We might keep an eye on some of those responses, and yeah, just um, yeah just keep an eye on them throughout the year. Um, the last couple of questions I had, oh sorry, the last question I had. Um, I asked people what side do you think will have a, a breakout year in 2024 just because, like we've said, there's so many sires, um, not only that probably have just hit, you know, the stud scene now, but there's a lot that pups have either just started racing or are due to start racing. Um, and the overwhelming um, response was Ashton Rupi. Um, he got a significant number of the votes and his pups have just started to hit the track and winning. And, yeah, sitting here this time next year, it's going to be um, very intriguing. Dad talking about the year that he's had. Um, Hooked on Scotch uh, got a lot of um, votes as well. Bernardo, Feral Frankie, Jungle Juice, who um, has obviously started notching up his first lot of winners. Co Blends got quite a few votes, and um, also Tommy Shelby, who's you know just absolutely killing it um, as well. So, yeah, it's going to be great sitting here this time next year to see um, see sort of who's um, who's had a good year at start and who's obviously gone to start. And yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's going to be good to talk about. Yeah, I, 
and as you said, Tommy Shelby and Bernardo and all that, um, they're all throwing nice pups. Ashton. Yeah, you can't can't dismiss any of them. Be confident going to any of them, really. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So. Um, we've got five minutes left before we touch on an hour, so I might just um, touch on a couple of things that I've been um, posting across social media. Um, Musselbrook Cup heats were today. Um, I had yeah, a... I watched all the cup, cup heats today. Track record was broken by leg speed um, for for Mark and Daniel Gatt. They took a, a team of two up there and they both got the cash and leg speed. Yeah, clocked a, a new track record up there. So it's going to be a, a good little final up there um, next week. Unleashed Kalinda took out the Group 2 Tarelgan, um Cup. And, yeah, what a what a marvel of a dog he's been. He just, yeah, he's got, he just keeps on winning. And, you know, he's obviously got, got straws available now. And, yeah, no, going... Um, going super he is he's not only a straight track dog mm, exactly which is what a lot of people said oh he only goes up the straight i'm like well have a look at that <laughs> he's isn't he? yes he is yep yeah yeah he uh yeah everyone said he was only a straight tracker but uh when he goes the circle like uh he's made a few, a few group finals and uh, did you just yeah. have a stroke what happened then uh, I couldn't get the word out. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah, and he's made a few group finals, and uh, yeah, I watched the Musselbrook Cup heats, Cup heats today, and as we you're said, struggling, the, you are, you're uh, you're you're There's a few um, <laughs> Deborah and Embrace. They look very strange at the track. Yep. Well, they're yeah, probably, you know, leg, I'm, I'm guessing they'd never leg, been there. Legs, actually, I thought he'd be the worst, but he handled the best of the three of them. Yeah. Uh, he handled the best for being a big dog. He sort of handled the track better than any of them. So, be interesting to file in the box draw. Yep. Um, the box draw's probably out. I haven't had a chance to look at it I'm, yet, but, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we watched them and, yeah, you could see the dog's, Musclebrook's a hard track first up, and uh, you could see him easing, trying to get around the turns and that. But yeah, he handled the turns really good, and uh, yeah, broke the track record. So it'd be interesting final for sure. Twenty five thousand to the winner. It's not bad for a um, for a country race. Nah, the box draw play a big part. Yeah, yeah. You got got to be drawn inside. I I might be wrong, but. Geez, you want to be drawn four in. Mm, yeah, not, definitely. Not on the outside. Yeah. Um, a little shout out to her. To, I love watching um WA racing at the moment. It sometimes it's a little bit too late because of daylight saving, but I always make sure I check the results because. Um, yeah, there's so many good trainers and, and a lot of good dogs over there. And um, one dog that um, has strung five um, five wins together is a fellow by the name of um, Yamasaki Bale, uh, trained by Justin Wood. Um, he's by Feral Frankie out of Houston Bale and, yeah, notched up his 10th career win last night and his uh, fifth straight win over the 600. And, yeah, as soon as um, Justin stepped him up to the 600, he's just absolutely relished it. And he's in a, in again in a few days' time at Kennington over the 600 from box six. And, you know, he's uh, definitely a dog worth keeping an eye um, on over there. He, uh, Justin and Amanda are doing um, 
doing a great job with him and uh, we haven't done an episode yet dad since um, the group ones were run at uh, Wenny Park um, obviously the pause of thunder taken out by Dutch Wright um, the Victorian down there and we had uh, histories coming took out the derby and um, gets late early mini Finn took out the futurity with uh, yeah with the uh, daughter of um, our favorite Poco Dorado yeah Poco and our world <laughs> you and her have had many a chats I'm sure <laughs> she's, got, she's got a litter now actually just had a litter yep yeah uh, I can't think of those two actually Obviously, you know, great success as owners with Mystic Wright winning the Million right. Dollar Chase and then Whiskey Wright winning the, the Melbourne Cup in conjunction with Anth as a party. And now they're doing it themselves as trainers. So, yeah, they are the ultimate success story. Yeah, actually, uh, she said they lease, lease a property off Anthony. Yep. Yeah. yeah. When do you all the gardens we met them? The gardens. Yeah, that's You right. caught Mystic Wright. Yeah, I caught Misty right. Yeah. <laughs> I got I guided Pete Lagogiani and what to do with her. So, yeah. <laughs> that was after she won the million dollar chase, you dickhead. I told him what to do. Well, it worked because he went on to win a second one, didn't he? So, yeah. Right. You're that's welcome, right. Pete. <laughs> yeah. Probably not listening, but anyway. No, that's right. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but anyway, yeah. All right, very good. Um, what are you looking forward to this week? Obviously, all the probably the tensions happening up in Queensland with the the big carnival and that up there. And um, yeah, drill sergeant. The I interviewed Shane Drummond. He's trainer the other week after you won the Sale Cup. The dog with the one blinker. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's got quite an offence record, and he mentioned that on the podcast with me. And now look at him; he's just you know, and that's what can happen. You know, he said he never gave up on him, and yeah, look what's happened now. He he's won a Group One Sale Cup, and he's in another Group One. Yep, yep, and the finals on at Gosford on Tuesday night. Yeah, the, the six hundred. Yep, that'll be a good final. Your man, Light Wildfire, unfortunately didn't make it, but um, still a great final. And then we've got Musselbrook Cup. Um, what else is coming up? All the big races are coming up at the Meadows. Um, the Australia Cup Carnival's next month. And, yeah, no, it's all happening. Yeah, no, it's all happening. Plenty of, plenty of winners, plenty of losers. Um, usually a loser for there. I was right? going to say, that's, what, that's not good advice to leave people on. Plenty of winners, plenty of losers. Well, there's a winner in every race, but there's other seven losers <laughs> too. God. Yeah, great advice to leave everyone on. Yeah, there you go, everyone. Go into the week all positive with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I'm having back when one winner of me. <laughs> Actually, I will leave on a positive story. I shared something today, a little um, little greyhound went missing from Trialba. 
um, I shared the post on my page. It was great. Thank you to everyone that shared it. Plenty of people shared it as soon as I posted it. And not too long after that, um, Sharon, the, the lady that, um, that the owner um, commented to say that um, she'd been found. So that was, um, that's a good news story to end on. Well, that's, a very, that's the start of a positive week. Yeah. Social media can be crap at times, but, you know, for things like that, it can be really good. Yeah, yeah. There's something good comes out of everything. Yeah, well done, Theo. You redeemed yourself. Yeah, yeah I just thought of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you don't write a philosophy book, you're just a talent wasted. Yeah, I'd forget what I'm writing. But <laughs> uh, all right, see ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.